The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. What for? Train in the trees, please. What my well, since last time we talked to y'all, a lot of shit has gone down. This will be a jam-packed episode number 92. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Here, as always, Nookie Bishop Jr. with my podcast mates, T. Petty and Adris Elbow. T. Petty, you got a lot of fire. No, we're going to be bringing it this episode. Assess... Give us a, a check-in. What's uh, happened since the last time that uh, we spoke with you on the last episode? This country is on some fuck shit. That's what's happening. That's the summary. I'm sure we'll get into the details. But fuck shit, that's the name of the game. What's the name of the episode? That This, that fuck shit. There you go. This, that fuck shit. Okay, I was going to call it the majority indecision episode. Is that... Is that I mean, uh, that's also an option okay because i don't want the little devices to be cursing which you know the people out there they might have you know ears that that can't necessarily have that but we'll work on it we, uh, uh, if they've been listening to this podcast for a minute they know good and goddamn well hide your kids hide your babies this ain't for them that's true that's true maybe we'll call it the fuck that fuck shit slash majority indecision <laughs> episode <laughs> we'll cover all bases that's got that's got a good ring to it there you go, there you go. <laughs> up in bmore my main man Dries elbow Dries, how's your audio set up this week and assess what's been going down since our last episode What's up, Nook? What's up, T-Petty? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I listened to T-Petty. I kept the same audio set up, so I'm good to go. And, man, you know, I, yeah, so, I, you know, it was too much going on this week for me to try anything new, right? Like, I, I, I started off, like, this week just, like, angry, like, mad, fired up. I still am. But as the week has gone along, I, I, I admit, I've gotten a little kind of sad, you know, at the state of affairs. So it's, it's a mix and a ball of emotions right now. I, I vacillate between anger, despair, and probably five other emotions. I can hear that, man, man. It's a lot that's uh, happened in the last week. We'll catch up in a minute, man. Sadness, um, you know, despair, um, you know, people not being optimistic, et cetera, et cetera. Man, it's like uh, America to have more drama this week than three uh, a three-hour episode of Law and Order. It's like, damn, it's like, bam, bam, bam. Just like coming one after another, like, what the hell? So why don't we just go ahead and get into a tea patty? I'm not going to stretch it out or, you know, editorialize, just point blank and simple. Roe versus Wade has been overturned by the Supreme Court. Give me first your reaction to the decision, and then let's talk a little bit uh, about you know some of the things and ramifications of that reversal of that decision. Well, I am not sad because y'all know my default emotion is angry. So that's where I am. Who am I angry with? Let's start with the people 
in the run-up to the 2016 election who told us that we were overreacting when we told them that that election was the election that was pivotal because of the age and health of the Supreme Court justices and that the next president will be able to appoint three and possibly four. That was the decision right there. And they decided, especially you 47% of you white bitches in 2016 and over 50% in 2020 voted for Donald fucking Trump. So what did we end up with on the Supreme Court in conjunction with Mitch McConnell's bitch ass chicanery? We ended up with three religious zealots, one who has been credibly sexually accused or sexually accused. Uh, One has been credibly accused of sexual assault, joining his brother in fuck shit, Clarence bitch ass Thomas, Amy Coney Barrett, no experience, unqualified, and Neil fucking Gorsuch, who have now just are now enacting all kinds of bullshit, unleashing their conservative wet dream all over the sheets of America. So what have we had? What do we have now? We roll, of course, ramifications far and deep. And now the people that we told in 2016, I'm talking to you white women right now, who told us it wasn't a big deal. They didn't like Hillary. Hillary was a bitch, blah, blah, blah. Now those same bitches crying, talking about donate, donate, and I can't believe they took away my rights. Girl, fuck you. I'm not spending one millimeter of shoe leather marching in one street with your raggedy ass. This is your mess. Y'all fucking clean it up. But as usual, the handmaidens of white supremacy do what? Fuck all the rest of us over. So I'm not fucking with those hoes at all. So we're starting to see these ramifications immediately. Women who had abortions scheduled in the states that had trigger laws, their procedures were canceled. Um, Women who were trying to make that decision about if they wanted to carry their pregnancy to term, et cetera, If they live in a state where abortion is now illegal, they also have to contend with the fact that if they travel to get an abortion, they may also be prosecuted. So they have to deal with that. Um, Women who are showing up at hospitals with ectopic pregnancies, uh, who have an incomplete miscarriage, the solution to all of these is a DNC, which is essentially an abortion. But instead, they are doctors are having to wait and confer with lawyers to figure out if they can treat these women without being a prosecuted or b losing their fucking medical licenses. Women are hemorrhaging, bleeding out, potentially dying, all because these motherfuckers want to control women's bodies. I cannot tell you how incensed I am. I'm not sad. I am pissed off. The fact that my daughter, who is a young woman, has less rights and control over her body than I did when I was her age is some bullshit. But this is what happens when people don't listen to who? Black women, because we've been telling you motherfuckers all the time, but we can't save you from yourselves. And so here we are. Mm-hmm. Well said, T. Petty. Well said, T. Petty. Drees sort of saw that this was coming, right? In the draft, uh, of the uh, decision that was uh, leaked a little bit earlier this year. Now, um, 
you know, T. Petty uh, talked about uh, her daughter, but just uh, as the the um, dad of uh, a girl who, you know, these her rights have been uh, reversed, you know, some 50 years, uh, just about. Um, just talk about it as your thoughts uh, as a dad and a husband, man, as, as far as uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing folks have been talking about a lot, too, is that you kind of knew it was coming, right, because of the leaks, you know, whatever. But when it happened, it was like, oh, my God. And T. Petty, I'm right with you. That, that anger is, is still there. And, like, I vacillate back and forth. But it rises up, you know, you know, almost, you know, every time I think more about it and hear you talk about it, it's got me riled up again because it is we've come to a point in this country where you almost have some states where women have freedom and rights and then other states when women don't. And that's just crazy to imagine that. Right. Like we live in that time where in some states women have rights, other states women don't. And we're almost trying to figure out what is going to be the aftermath of this. We know it's going to be bad. Everybody knows it's going to be bad. Right. We know that banning abortions don't stop abortions. They just push it under, you know, underground. Right. And we are waiting to see what the repercussions of this is going to be, right? We know more women are going to die, unfortunately, right? But there are also other things that are going to, you know, affect us. Like I was, I was thinking about this and I was saying like, I wonder if this will make folks determine what states they move to or stay in during their childbearing years, Right. Because if I was in my, like, you know, childbearing years right now, I'm just like, I don't want to live in a state where this is banned. Because I'm not going to have a choice, you know, as a woman or a man, right? So I'm going to move to a state that offers that. So I wonder how it might shift populations, you know, throughout the country, especially folks in their childbearing age that can, that can move and that are mobile. And... You know, it's, it's also going to impact those states that do offer. Because it's going to mean they're going to have an influx of folks who are going to be coming there and trying to travel there for that right. So it's going to place an undue burden on the states that do have it legalized. So they'll be doing it for the states that, that banned it. So... <laughs> We can go on and on and talk about the repercussions of it, but it fundamentally comes back to women being denied a right. And I think about what Roe v. Wade did for women and their just a, not only bodily autonomy, but their ability to navigate what is a patriarchal society, right? It allowed them freedom and choice and even though they they're still faced with lots of different challenges and issues that come with the patriarchy it was at least this right allowed them more movement and ability to navigate that better and now we've taken that away 
So I, I can go on and on. I'm, I'm, I'm fired up about this too. But, but Nook, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you because I'll talk about this all night. Yeah, you know, um, aside with both y'all, it's a little bit of anger. We saw, saw that this was coming, but I'll repeat and say what I've said on this podcast in the past. The marches and all that stuff, performative bullshit, as T. Petty would say. And then this is a trick, right? By, as T. Petty said, these religious zealots. They act like they're pro-life, but as soon as that baby is born into the world, they fighting to take their Medicare away. Medicaid away. Medicare is for old people. Medicaid is for um, uh, folks uh, who are on a budget, uh, underprivileged folks, healthcare for folks uh, on, a, on a budget. Also looking to take away their uh, Obamacare, as they would say, the American Healthcare Act. So you got a strike against you when you come in the world for both the mother and the child. The fighting... Uh, actively to take away WIC, women, infants, and children, and food stamps to feed this baby, okay? Fighting actively to take away Head Start to educate these children. Fighting to take away half-day uh, kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, um, you know, universal uh, kindergarten. Then they send these babies into a school, which is disguised as a prison, to possibly... While you're there trying to learn, which you force your law, state and federal to go to school into a school designed as a prison, whereas we just saw seven, eight, nine year old, 10 year old babies who cannot defend themselves, who can't you know, bring a gun to school, obviously, are being shot and killed by these white supremacists and other predators that come into these schools. Then they take away other health care, including, you know, uh, access uh, to, to a wide range of uh, health care uh, as a baby. Um, again, if they learn anything in these prison-like schools, uh, if they graduate and survive, and then you strap them, if they're trying to do something with their lives and can survive high school, a half a million dollars worth of debt for some professions. And that is a classic recipe for a generation doing worse for the first time in many generations than their parents. Absolutely, positively unacceptable. And let me just say this as well. No guys, anybody with a penis should not be deciding a healthcare issue for a woman and whatever she needs to do for her life, for her decision, that should be made and be entirely up to her. And here we are, 2022, back to 1972 again. T. Petty, you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of these uh, companies that have come out and said that they would pay for travel expenses. A, this sort of would open them up potentially to lawsuits by states where abortion is now illegal and enforced by the reversal of Roe versus Wade. But also talk about uh, these individual stories and, and that time is of the essence and time is important when a woman needs to make a decision as far as, you know, her health and or her decision, you know, to terminate a pregnancy is concerned. So before I talk about the companies and the moves that some of the progressive states are doing, I do want to say I would be neglectful if I did not say this. The people who will be most negatively affected by this bullshit per usual are black and brown women. 
the maternal mortality rate for Black women is like 43 births or 43 per 100,000 live births, which is um, almost over two times the the average rate, which is like around 16 or 17. So, but to bolster the point that you were saying, these people are not pro-life. They are anti-choice. They don't give a fuck about the lives of these mothers or their babies once they are actually born. Because once they're here, you're on your fucking own. Don't ask for shit ever. If you die, they don't care. And we all know this no matter how many lies they tell. So there are several companies, let me pivot real quick, um, who are offering to um, cover expenses for employees in these fuck ass states with these trigger laws to to travel to states that do offer abortion. They are um, there are companies that are offering more general benefits. So if you need to travel 100 plus miles away to receive health care then they will cover those expenses because hash, um, hashtag abortion is healthcare. Y'all might as well just get over it. That's what it is. Um, so there are there's a list of those companies, primarily tech companies, but other ones are coming out like Dick's Sporting Goods. They immediately came out with a statement. Um, there aren't enough, but there are some. And I think a lot of company lawyers and they're trying to figure this shit out too. Now they have had a little two month window, a little preview because we knew this was coming back in, when did that draft decision get leaked? April? Yeah, I think it was April. Yeah, so companies are scrambling right now trying to figure out how to support their employees. Um, The companies that have not made a statement, the women who work for those companies are slicing and dicing them. So they got to get their shit together too and figure out how to protect and uh, show that they value their employees. Like put your mouth, put your money where your mouth is. Now is the time. Um, and in addition to these private companies, states are also passing laws um, where they say they will not cooperate with any state trying to prosecute a woman for traveling to their state to receive health care. Now, what I will say is this, there have been um, activists around the country who have been working to protect abortion rights since Roe v. Wade, since before Roe v. Wade was was, um, enacted. And those networks and those organizations are still doing that work. Y'all, please, I've been seeing so many people trying to be coy and basically are just offering to mail abortion pills to, to women or are saying, if you want to come to my state and stay with me, you can do that. Do not do that on social media. If you think these states are not surveilling shit and trying to prosecute you for trying to assist people, they absolutely will. So instead of you trying to be John Wayne and go out and do some shit that you don't have any business doing because you don't have the training, you don't have the expertise, you cannot provide the support these women need. Tap into your local abortion funds um, and abortion networks, women's health networks who have been doing this work for years. We can provide some, some links and um, 
in the in the show notes because I don't want to see y'all get caught up because when a state comes to you and lands on you with a ton of bricks are you going to be able to withstand that pressure when they threaten to throw you in jail for for assisting somebody Mm, don't know I don't think you should risk it so tap into these resources that are already available while we are all trying to navigate this fuck shit Absolutely. Absolutely. And T. Petty, um, you mentioned Dick Sporting Goods. Shout out to Dick Sporting Goods. They took the guns that they were selling in their stores, took them off the shelves. Uh, that was a, a real strong move, especially with those being very profitable items that they could uh, continue to sell. And then, you know, coming out uh, with the uh, one-two punch as far as uh, supporting uh, women's uh, health care rights uh, in the reversal of Roe versus Wade. So shout out to them and the other companies, uh, you know, continue to to put uh, their company on the line. And I guess, you know, you can congratulate them for doing the right thing, but it's never the wrong time to to do the right thing. But especially Dick Sporting Goods, uh, two of the major issues that we got in America, gun uh, violence and also this uh, reversal of Roe versus Wade. Um, they're showing an example of uh, what's uh, right and corporate responsibility, I guess, is the best way to say that. Um, Drees, you got anything else, man, before we move on? Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, that I, I, I want to say, say a couple of things about this. It's like, one, I'm glad, you know, companies are kind of stepping up and doing this. But, you know, if you if you think about it, you know, oh, T. Petty shared this before. It's really black and brown women that, that bear the brunt of this. And then unfortunately, you know, when those companies offer that, right, it's going to be tailored to probably more white collar workers, Right. So probably disproportionately benefit, you know, white collar workers as well. Um, and so that's going to, you know, I think be another challenge, too. So it's not going to totally fill the gap and, and, and fix everything. Right. But it's, it's better than nothing. Um, you know, the other thing, too, I think about this. I mentioned before, I was like, you know, I wonder if folks will kind of think about moving to different states based on whether they ban abortion or not, if they're in their childbearing years. And I would imagine for companies, right, they're probably thinking about this too, right? Like you, like you have workforce, right? Like that is your workforce, you know, that you have to kind of like now is shifted and how people make calculations and think about things and how it imp- impacts your workforce now. So this is more than just, you know, them saying, well, we'll, we'll pay for you to travel to a, another state. I think they got a real issue that, that we're going to see develop over over the, the coming years when it relates to this uh, because it's a healthcare issue. So, so, so that, that's, I think we just have to keep our eye out for that. Man, it's going to be crazy, um, man. Look, and then, you know, we are going to see how this, if at all impacts midterm elections, because a lot of people's scripts got flipped. Uh, you're looking at uh, some primaries uh, taking place across the country in the next weeks. And then really in about 16 weeks or so, less than four months, uh, a lot of uh, elections will be decided federal and otherwise um, based upon uh, this action uh, that the Supreme Court has taken and people's attachments uh, to the uh, reversal of Roe versus Wade one way or the other. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. going to be a very very wild ride next 16 weeks and we'll be here to discuss and uh, evaluate and assess everything that goes down you're listening to the digital gumbo podcast this is episode 92 digital gumbo podcast is continuing to march toward our 100th episode 
The Digital Gumbo Podcast is all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in the United States and across the world. We invite you to check out our entire library of episodes on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Okay, Drees, staying with the Supreme Court, bro. Okay, so uh, is it one step forward, two steps back? Okay. The Supreme- More like 10 steps back. Okay, one step forward, 10 a steps bit, back. A thousand steps back. A yeah, thousand steps really. back. Okay, so the Supreme Court has come out and essentially said the carry conceal law is effective in all 50 states and the District of Columbia, which put governors and other folks in a tailspin. Um, That's one. But they also, uh, Congress also went ahead and passed uh, a watered-down gun law bill essentially uh, raising the age, I think, to 21 for certain uh, weapons purchases. It also uh, put the red flag laws in uh, for certain populations and also strengthened what they call the boyfriend law. Uh, You had to be uh, married to a person to uh, get on the radar as far as not being able to have the ability to buy a gun. So they saying that at the same time Congress is going ahead and passing this watered down gun law, the Supreme Court is saying carry conceal everywhere in America. Uh, juxtapose these two things against each other. Looking, looking, T-Pay, I'm about to jump out my seat on this one. I've, I've literally, it was on the same day, the same day, the same day you had one hand over here passing gun legislation, right? One, one, one body, the legislative, like, you know, branch passing gun laws that was pretty weak, right? They were just saying, like, you got to be 21 to buy a gun, which, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, right? And, um, yeah, if, if you do, if, if your boyfriend is convicted of domestic violence, he shouldn't be able to um, go out and buy a gun. I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense, but we should have been there that, right? This wasn't no groundbreaking, earth-shattering stuff, right? It's just, like, common sense stuff that we should have been done. But at the same day, the Supreme Court expanded the concealed carry. Say so everybody can carry guns. Like a state can't, can't um, we, like the federal government can't restrict or states can't restrict or, or a municipality or jurisdiction can't restrict the right to carry a gun. It's bananas. And, you know, it's not lost on me Two, that we're going to get into this as well, but the January 6th insurrection and the hearings came out where the president told folks who was in D.C. carrying guns to remove the metal detectors, let, let them carry guns in because they ain't after me. And, and, you know, D.C. is a jurisdiction that says you can't carry guns here. So you just, you know, like, it's just, it's just bananas to think about this. And it's, it's, we're, we're one step forward and a 10, a thousand steps back. Mm-hmm. I just, like you said, almost the same day, I, I was like, what? And then I was like, what? So T. Petty, Dries is in Baltimore. I'm right between y'all, you and D.C., 
Um, this is not the message that you want to be given to people as far as guns are concerned. I mean, let's be clear. We know this country don't give a fuck about people having guns, people being murdered with guns day in and day out. The only time they even act like they care is when they want to be racist and bring up what about Chicago as some kind of like they're refuting something with an actual point. So, like I said before, I knew the turning point in this country for sure about guns was when that dude murdered those white middle class first graders. Um, and um, uh, in Newtown, like that was it. When nothing happened after that, nothing will ever happen. And that's just what it is. And so now these psycho freaks that are on the Supreme Court, um, we are basically being hijacked. So it's going to be all guns. If you're not a straight white man, it's fuck you forever. And um, back to the Stone Ages, essentially. So in addition to Roe v. Wade, this gun thing, um, they've also gutted Miranda so cops can't be held accountable for not reading. They sure did, T. Penny. They they've been on a tear. They, they also like, said that Border Patrol has the right to bust up in anybody's house without a warrant, no warning, nothing. If you live within a hundred miles of a border, which upwards of sixty percent of the people in this country do, including us. So they did that. There's an environmental decision that's coming out tomorrow that will probably further gut uh, the EPA. So they're actively trying to kill us. And um, we probably should be thinking about getting the fuck out of here because this place is trash. Mm-hmm. You know what? I talked with my uncle about uh, the watered down gun laws, but also the concealed carry law and what we have to do especially as people of color in this country is this, this summer and further on, don't take the bait. These gun toting Yosemite Sam motherfuckers is out here and they feel a little bit bolstered, just like your coworker or, you know, that person next door to you or down the street might've got bolstered when orange president got in. Now these gun toting fools and idiots is out here I know my rights and they carry it and conceal it. What could start off as a simple disagreement could end in something very, very tragic. Just don't take the bait. I know people will say things that will get under your skin. Everybody has trigger words. I have mine. But I'm telling you, especially this summer, I'm not taking the bait. I don't really get into any confrontational type situations, but like, Denzel Washington said, you want to go to jail, you want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to be shot. I don't want to get into, you know, a dispute with somebody over some mamby-pamby bullshit. So, again, the laws have changed. People need to be cognizant of that. These motherfuckers is going to try you. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait. Just walk away. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I'm an A-type personality. I like to win. Sometimes you win by not by just walking away. You don't gotta, you know, 
be the verbal victor in any type of dispute that you may have. And again, these people is out here. They are packing and they will try you. They are trying to try you. All they got to say was, I felt threatened and I shot so-and-so. Don't take the bait. Cooler heads, let cooler heads prevail and share that with the young people in your life because summer is just now starting up and you know that that bullshit is out there. Walk away, everybody go home and live to play, work, survive another day. So I just thought I'd get on my soapbox about that for the moment and uh, share that with y'all. Um, Want to get into I, this? I will say this too, like just, just with guns, it's like, you know, we've always had, you know, a fascination with guns and, you know, the Supreme Court says like, that's the only true thing that's really baked, baked into the, the constitution, free speech and guns. Like they, they were like, they were ride with those two forever. The other stuff, not so much, but as long as we got those two, we, you know, that's, that's what we're going to defend and go for. And, and everything else they just kind of make up depending on, on, on what they like, but that's the two they say is enshrined. But I will tell you though, that I am, you know, I don't know if I'm just more aware of it now, like you said, Nook, that like how folks are just carrying more and on edge. Cause I would tell you, I was hanging out with friends in South Carolina, you know, South Carolina, they like, you know, guns is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I was hanging out with friends and a few of them was, was carrying. And I'm talking about, we, we just hanging out, you know, go, you know, go get something to eat, whatever. And it's like, I have mine with me all the time. I don't go nowhere without. I was like, really? It was a few, 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 few like that. And I was like, there's something that's with our society that's like, that's shifting when it comes to guns and how they're around and how we carry them and how they're, they're there. They've, they've always been there, but it's just, it's heightened. And, and I think part of it is out of um, this feeling, this need to protect yourself, right? From something that's coming, right? Because, you know, you think about South Carolina, you think about, you know, Dylan Roof and Mother Emanuel and, and other places like that. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll share this too. I've had a friend tell me our church has an active shooter plan. And we got a couple of folks that are, are designated folks for when something like that happens. That's, that's, that's how, how it's kind of just spread in our society. So you writing up, it's like, hey, you might as well assume everybody carrying now. You got to, you got to. And, um, Man, it's, they didn't turn it back to 1822. New York City uh, Mayor Eric Garner said the changing of that law, the carry concealed law, has essentially set up New York City to return to the wild, wild west. He's a former police officer, so he knows exactly what he's talking about. It's some absolutely positively crazy shit. Texas, Florida, other states where you know people is packing heat already, they like hip, hip, hooray. Boom. And, they, and people that maybe was on the borderline, they were like, I'm carrying mine. Don't go for the bait. T. Petty, you got anything else uh, on this? Uh, these gun laws and reversals and con concealed carry, carry concealed. I, I mix them up. Um, but you got anything else uh, on this gun stuff? 
I got two things. One, you know it's bad when you agree with Eric Adams because he is a proponent of fuck shit. Like he is fucking terrible. Number one. Number two, Dries, you said something about guns are are the thing that they harp, harp on, like they're enshrined. The part about the Second Amendment that they don't read is well-regulated militia. These toothless fools running around with all these guns are not in a fucking militia and it is not well-regulated. So that's the piece of the Second Amendment that they always fucking forget about. And that shit drives me crazy. You know, I can't stand it when people do selective reading and understanding. That shit drives me nuts. Um, But y'all, it's about to get real dangerous out here, even more dangerous than it was before because who is most likely to be... um, accused of of frightening somebody uh, um, in a situation where somebody feels like they have to stand their ground. Like they've been shooting us for playing our music too loud, for walking down the street wearing a hoodie with some Skittles and some Arizona iced tea, basically for existing. So now that they can feel like they can just walk around with whatever and pull a gun on you because you pissed them off, y'all just be easy. It's, this is... The fucking crazy. And it's going to get worse. Thank you for correcting me, T. Petty. I said Eric Garner. I was like, is that Jim Garner from the Rockford Files? No, the mayor's name is Eric Adams. <laughs> Eric Garner was the one that the police choked out for selling Lucy's. Thank yep. you. Thank yep. you. That's why I had that name on my mind. I was like, it's I Eric mean, Adams. it's so many. It's hard to keep yep. up. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're listening to episode 92 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, the Digital Gumbo Podcast. This is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in the United States and around the world. We're available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. T. Petty, you are our official January 6th hearing correspondent. What has happened and transpired uh, since the last time we talked about these hearings? Well, well, Ooh, fucking well. Tea petty. <laughs> give, us so, the, give us all the tea. After last week's hearing, y'all know I'm really into this. So uh, after last week's hearing, there weren't supposed to be any more. They, they've added some additional hearings, and but there weren't supposed to be any more until July. Well... They had a surprise hearing. So they announced, I believe the night before that they were going to have a hearing. They didn't say who the witness or witnesses would be. And so everybody showed up like, what's going on? What's good? Well, the witness turned out to be a young Miss Cassidy Hutchinson. Very young, like not even 30 yet. I think the girl might be 25. Is Um, this the girl that was the former intern? 25. Yes. So she started as an intern in fucking Steve Scalise's office. Then she worked for Ted Cruz. And that was then she got tapped to be the chief of staff for Mark Meadows when he was still on the Hill and then went over with him to um, the White House at some point during the Orange Assholes administration. So she was his executive assistant. Let me tell you. So let me just say this. Number one, this girl is not a hero. Yes, she cooperated with the committee. Yes, she um, sat down and did a videotape deposition. Yes, she came and testified before the committee without pleading the fifth and doing any of that bullshit. That is the bare fucking minimum. 
let's be clear because she stood by this is a dyed in the wool conservative in the in the sense that these people are calling themselves conservatives so steve scalise ted fucking cruz mark meadows who was a member of the original tea party or whatever the fuck they were calling themselves the freedom caucus so these are like not even run-of-the-mill republicans these are like far right fucking psychos so she is a true believer so i will say that lends her credence to me because what reason would she have to lie why wouldn't she just take the fifth like most of the rest of them so her stepping forward and coming with this information see patty you know why because she 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 25 she got her whole life and career so i'm I'm just saying that's you know yes like you you gotta tell the truth because you can't be wrapped up with these jokers because like i'll let you finish but she's been wrapped up with them from the very beginning i I know but them jokers about to like they about to go to jail so that's why she is talking because like people about to go to jail she's like let me talk because i don't want because you know how how it go they slip off and you be the one in jail for 20 years well (laughs) I will say that um, her politics are abhorrent, but it takes some courage to do what she did. She has the courage that Mark Meadows, uh, Michael Flynn, Pat Cipollone, like she's had courage that men twice her age, twice her experience uh, have not had. So I will give her one quarter of one point for that. Uh, but she dropped some bombshells. I will definitely say that she talked about uh, conversations leading up to the six and how they all knew that it was violent, that there was a war room at the Willard Hotel with Giuliani and a bunch of other fucking psychos over there and how she basically was telling her boss, Mark Meadows, like, don't go over there. You shouldn't be involved in that. It is not appropriate. Imagine having to tell your boss who's twice your age that a you 25 year old telling you 25. Um, so to me, the most important thing that she talked about was the rally, whatever the hell you want to call it, at the ellipse before people marched down to assault the Capitol. So for those who are not in DC, the ellipse is basically like the front yard. <laughs> of the white house right so um it's a big grassy area heavy heavy security um and so police secret service had been reporting like talking on the radio that they were seeing people armed with ar-15s with flagpoles and they were fixing like spears to the flagpoles and knives and pistols and all kind of shit all going bear spray everything everything and so the secret service of course we all know what their task was they had uh metal detectors set up around everybody that was coming into the olympics and trump lost his fucking mind because of course he wanted the video shots of the ellipse to be full make it like packed full of people So these people were choosing not to come in because they would have had to go through the metal detectors. So Trump went off, started cussing everybody out, told the Secret Service to move 
the, the metal detectors out the way, just let them in. But the most damning thing he said was, they are not here to hurt me. So go ahead and let them in. Um, which means that they all knew in advance of what was going to happen. All of them, which to me, I mean, to me, that sounds like a conspiracy, but what do I know? I'm not an attorney. Um, so they all knew ahead of time. Meadows, um, Trump knew, Pence knew, like to the point where Pat Cipollone, who was the White House attorney, White House counsel, told uh, President Trump that he absolutely was not going to show up at the Capitol because then they would all get charged with all kinds of crimes inciting a riot, uh, attempting to defraud the um, electoral count, like all kind of shit. Like this girl testified for what, Dries? Two, two and a half hours? Yes, and they, they showed the tape deposition. Yes. And then she was there to kind of answer questions live. Yes. And the crazy part about it is she was, she came off as so credible because like the, the it wasn't like, she was like shaky with it. It's like, this is what happened. This is what I heard. This is what they did. And she could give details about it too. And it was like, oh my God. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, T. Petty and Drees, I would like to give myself 1,865 points. I told y'all one, maybe two surprises will be coming in the last hearings. I think it's one more. I think it's one more. T. Petty, I know you like to play the over-under game. I say one and a half surprises. We already have one. I'm going to go ahead and take the over and say two. I think they they saving the best for last. It'll be a shocker to normal people. Uh, nothing shocks me as far as our orange president is concerned. So we'll we'll see how this goes. They uh going to be wrapping this up shortly, but uh, they might get Oh, no, they're not. Mm -mm. They were supposed to wrap up this month, but they have added some more hearings in July. So some scheduled hearings. The one this week was unscheduled. Okay. There will be some more. There's some more shit that's coming out. Okay. And I don't know why people think, first of all, this committee is full of attorneys. They would not have that girl come in and sit there and answer questions that they did not already know the answer to. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two, they have the receipts. They got all of it. And uh, like they, so what the media is focusing on is the fact when they got back in the car to go back to the White House after whatever speech he gave, um, they were going back to the White House and he got mad because he wanted to go to the Capitol. Allegedly, he tried to grab the steering wheel and tried to put his hand, his little teeny tiny hands on the like on the neck of the Secret Service agent who was driving him. Um, like, so and when the when the girl testified to that or spoke about that, she specifically said that she was not in the car when that happened, that that was a, a, an account that she got from someone who was in the car. But again, that's the least important part of what she was saying. The important part of what she was saying is that uh, they knew ahead of time when the bullshit was going down, like people were running around everywhere. She went to go see Mark Meadows a couple of times. He was sitting on his couch, didn't even bother to look up at her and was like, whatever. He doesn't want to do anything. So why are we even bothering him? And when they heard about the crowd chanting, chanting, hang Mike Pence, 
uh, he said, well, he thinks he deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. So and and T-Pandy, that's, that's why I think that incident in the car is important. Not because the crazy stuff he did, because that, that's crazy. But it just, it does show that he wanted to physically be at the Capitol, right? Like he wanted to go there with that crowd. That connects him. So it wasn't like, oh, I gave a speech and some people happened to walk down that way. And I, I went back my way to the White House and I was doing my thing and they just walked down there. I ain't had nothing to do with it. It's like, no, you knew, you knew ahead of time. You knew folks had weapons. And then you wanted to go there. You instructed your Secret Service to take you there. And they said, no, because we can't secure you. Yep. And it's like, if there was, so what they haven't proved yet, but I think what is coming is the coordination between the White House and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all the motherfucking crazies that showed oh, up. Your, your, your girl was hinting to that because she was saying Mark Matter was, was on the phone talking to somebody and he kept closing the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, they got him. They yeah. setting it up. I think it's coming, t Petty. You're right. Yeah, mm. that's, what I, that's what I think is coming. And then at the very end, Liz Cheney uh, read some statements from people who are clearly being pressured. Like, we know that you're loyal. We know your deposition is tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. That witness is tampering. Is witness, witness tampering. So they know who sent it. They know who it was sent to. They know how many times it was been sent. Somebody's going to prison. I don't know who it is yet, but somebody's going. So the way that they are laying this case out, like I've said from the very beginning, it's been very methodical. They focused on one topic for each hearing. And they're connecting all of them together in like this big ass chain. So, but you know, you know, one thing that I'm I, like, Merrick Garland, I know he got to be feeling the pressure. Like he was probably already feeling the pressure, right? But when you lay out stuff like this, I, he has to be thinking, it's like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to charge the president of the United States with a crime. What? I know, but like, okay, I, and I know he got to be thinking that right now. It's like, how are we going to do this as a country? Easy. That motherfucker ain't no better than nobody else. Ain't that what they've been telling us? That's, that's, what, they, that's what they say, but nobody is above the law. Lock him up. All that other shit. Lock his lard ass up. Lock, Lock him, him up. the fuck up. So the thing, like, people are like, hey, what's taking so long? Why are they so quiet? Blah, blah, blah. But I've said this before. Mary Garland was the one who got the convictions of Timothy McVeigh and the Oklahoma City bombers. Mm -hmm. And that investigation went on for well over a year with zero leaks. And they all got a needle in their arm. So, of course, they are paying very close attention. Like, this committee doesn't have any enforcement. <laughs> um, they can't, like, refer anybody for prosecution or anything. But they are making the case. And... All of these institutions and, now suffer from a lack of legitimacy. So yeah. for them to restore this, they're going to have to do something. People have to go to prison. Yeah, and, and T. Petty, you, you were saying earlier that you think it's going to be this connection between the, the White House and the Proud Boys. I think that's true. I think the other thing is going to be true is some other politicians going to get caught up in it too. Some yeah. of them senators. Well, they, 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 about, to get, they, have they about to get caught up in it. 
Oh, another thing she said was a list of the people that were asking for pardons. Like Rudy, Matt, Matt, Rudy, 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 Matt Gates, Matt Meadows, 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 uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Mo Brooks, uh, that fool out in Arizona that I cannot remember his name. But Matt Gates's request. Uh, is that butthead? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he just wanted a gentle one. He just he give me like, a get out of jail call for all my I stuff. I want one from the beginning of time up until yesterday. <laughs> He's like, I, you know, it's like I've been committed so many crimes. <laughs> I think what he was talking about was. Uh, was that those uh, trafficking Casey? those underage girls? Yep, I, uh, that's I, exactly what that was. He's like, I want a pardon for that. And then forget about addition, the other stuff. In addition to that <laughs> shit that he pulled for January 6th, because they yeah. were on that shit, uh, lock them all up, expel them from Congress, and send them to prison. All mm -hmm. of them. I don't care if you only have three senators left and five members of the House, lock them all up. That's right. We need some fresh blood but, in but this uh, Washington thing, anyway. I, I, I don't understand, right? Like, them jokers, you know how Trump is. He will he will toss you to the wolves. You you do his bidding and he would just let, he would like let you go under the jail. He don't care nothing about you. And so that's, I think that's what they about to get. They about mm -hmm. to feel that. They oh, was right. riding with him all hard. And I, you know, it, it's it's tough to prosecute a president of the United States because it's such a shock to the system. Mm. And I and our, our our system ain't built to do that. They even have to figure out can we can we do that? Even though we say that it's in it's part of our, our kind of you know nobody's above the law, but they don't know quite how to do that yet. So it's the the, the other people below that are gonna go first. And so that I, I just somebody going to jail. If anybody can do it, Merrick Garland will damn do it. They say he's been watching the hearings religiously. I'm sure he just checking off boxes. But, mm -hmm, had that. Yep. Bingo card. Boom. He going he going if it's anybody that's going to do it, he going to do it. And the time I, I, I bet they wishing us like, man, we should have just let Mary Garland go ahead and get on Supreme Court. We had to fool with him right now. Yeah, oh, got, well. That's what you get. He got oh, a well. big chip on his shoulder. And um Dare I say that, you know, once these hearings is over and, you know, uh, Merrick get to doing what he's doing, could uh, disrupt uh, former Orange People's president from uh, running because he might have a felony on him. So we'll we'll see how this plays out. It will be and continuing to be uh, interesting. Appreciate the 411 on that team. Well, not to mention, it's not just federal charges that he has to worry about. He got to worry about these charges. Well, not in New York, because I don't know what the fuck is happening up there. I think Letitia uh, James has Letitia charged Letitia James a, a slap one on you. She's slapping some cases on you. Putting uh, cases on all you. Uh, Homegirl down <laughs> in, in Fulton County as well. Mm -hmm. Like he, he has some shit that he needs to worry about. So he better spend up that money that he grifted from those people and enjoy this shit while he can. I want it all to come out. And I know, I know people talking about the institutions, blah, blah, blah. Those institutions did not hold. Y'all told us that the inst our institutions are strong and he can't do that much damage. He damn near destroyed this country in four years. I mean, it really wasn't shit anyway, but now it's really been exposed. And that's just yeah, he, what we know he, he about. Almost, he, almost, exactly. he almost stopped 
Well, he did stop the peaceful transfer of power. So this is the first ever, I ain't gonna say ever, because there might have been some other stuff that I don't know about. But he stopped the peaceful transfer of power. Yeah, he's talking about there he broke he broke them that institution. He broke it. Well, I mean, and he broke it with the assistance of those in the Senate and in the House who allowed him to. He has fucked up the judicial branch as well because look at how many judges, federal judges are on the bench and how many were ranked as like unqualified. Mm. Look at the Supreme Court. Got an unqualified one there. Look at this country. This country is in fucking turmoil and it will be for a long time. And you know, that's something else too that I don't think we're thinking about that that this might be the, the death nail of meritocracy, right? The idea that you you work hard and you earn something, right? And, as, and that's there. It's not like um, giving, which I think is like nepotism, right? Like this is like, it feels like, you know, I, no, I, and it's been a myth to Patty, right? Like it's been a myth that right. we're in a meritocracy, right? But I'm that's just saying it, it may shatter. Yeah, it, 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 it may shatter that idea right that that we have always been and still are a meritocracy and you know and nepotism isn't alive and well and breeding the system but it, it it seems like it's to such a point now where it's like you can't ignore it you can't deny that right mm. You are listening to what is turning out to be the Bang the Gavel episode of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, Courts, Miscreant, Laws, Felonies, Misdemeanors, and High Crimes. The Digital Gumbo Podcast is a podcast all about news, current events, race, culture, and politics here in, politics here in the United States and across the world. We invite you to check out our full library of episodes. This is episode 92. So uh, we encourage you to uh, check out our entire library of episodes on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Dries over in Russia in a court in about 48 hours. WNBA star Brittany Griner will be tried. She was seen uh, in a pre-court motion um, very briefly uh, earlier this week. So this is political theater. We talked about this. They have trumped up the drug charges uh, against her. Essentially, she is accused of moving major weight, which is obviously false. And they're going to have this kangaroo court trial for her on Friday. So what this might turn out to be is that there are two other Americans, both white, I believe both male, one uh, with a military background, and they would look to move those three prisoners, do a prisoner swap with the United States in exchange for Briner and the two Americans. Um, how's this trial gonna turn out? And are we any are we one step closer to having Brittany Griner return to American soil? This this makes me so nervous. Like when when they announced that, I was like, oh my God. You know, because like the idea, like if for, for folks out there who's thinking like, oh. My God, good. She's finally gotten to a trial. Like, okay, maybe this thing is going to be over. It's nightmare. No, this is worse. I see this as being worse because that means they, they couldn't work something out on the back end to get her back home. So now they have this kangaroo court trial thing going on. And she is a prisoner in a foreign country in Russia, right? So they, they, they could have been doing anything to her. They probably are, right? 
They let they, they, they'll make her get up on the stand and you better say you did it. And what you what, what you gonna do? Yes, yeah, uh, we, we got you, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 crazy. And so that that's one. And then the other thing, though, I, I see what you're saying, like you like you're hoping it's a political play, right? It's political theater where we're gonna do the trial. We got some prisoners that, that we want back. We got some of your people. Let's do an equal exchange. I can tell you with black people, they don't, they don't see us as equal. They don't see us as equal. So, so I, I, I'm just so nervous about this whole situation. I, I feel like it's gotten worse, not better. Yeah, I hope, uh, you know, uh, Biden administration and others is working hard behind the scenes to make this happen. The trial is already decided. She's going to be found guilty or whatever, whatever. But, you know, we hoping that it is the political uh, prison. Well, she's not. OK, she is a political prisoner in their eyes and in, in Russia's eyes, but just a basketball player who obviously is not guilty of these crimes that they are accusing her, accusing her of. T. Patty, your thoughts uh, on the forthcoming trial and, and what's going to happen uh, after the trial is complete? So I don't think we should even give it the respect of calling it a trial because it's Russia. So it's going to be a spectacle. It's going it's show and tell. Um, and Brittany Griner is caught in the middle of some bullshit that she absolutely has nothing to do with. Um I'm scared for her. I've been scared for her since the news of her being detained even came out. If she was uh, Tom Brady, she'd already been home. So, I mean, Black woman from this country, you all know how that goes. Like, the embassy, there was supposed to be a call between she and her wife uh, a couple weekends ago. And you know what the, why the call didn't happen? Why? It's because nobody was staffing the fucking U.S. Embassy on a Saturday. Wow. What? So if you can't Did even what? do that, how hard are you actually working to bring this woman home? It's a disgrace. Keep Patty, I did not know that. I missed that. Well, you know, it wasn't a big news thing because it's just a black woman that we're talking about. So who gives a wow. that she's been locked up now for four months, five months? Um, it's headed to this sham trial. Who knows what will happen? You know, not a lot comes out about this. Like we get some of the stuff, but obviously we can't get all of it because, yeah. of, you know, those discussions and all that shit, the, the diplomacy that's or whatever is happening behind the scenes. So I hope that it is true that she can be part of this prisoner swap and be brought home. But she's going to need support and help to recover from the trauma of what's been happening to her that we can only even fucking imagine. So I'm really just hoping that she is home by this time next week. I'm not optimistic, but I, I'm hoping for that outcome. I share that, uh, share those same sentiments. So we're going to see uh, what happens with this court proceeding in, uh, in Russia. And, uh, you know, like you said, hopefully be uh, home in time. Uh, sometime next week. All right, we're going to uh, change gears here, T. Petty. Uh, most of the shows uh, that are on regular TV, their seasons are ended. Tell me one thing that you are currently watching either on your DVR or on one of your subscription services that's interesting. Y'all know I don't really watch a lot of like 
TV for real. And when my TV is on, it's background noise and it's either something I've already seen or it's sports. Um, and right now I'm watching a lot of WNBA. Okay. But you know what I have been re-watching? What have you been re-watching? And it is the 30th anniversary of? No. Boomerang. Oh, Marcus. Boomerang ain't no 30 years old. It absolutely came out in 1992, sir. Wow. 30 years old. So Halle Berry posted on Twitter, and I'm going to ask y'all this. So Boomerang's 30 years old. What is one of your favorite scenes from Boomerang? Oh, oh, so many of them. Coordinate. Coordinate. (laughs) Mushroom. Bang, 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 bang. Did you know your pops had a mushroom belt on? Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, you talking about Holly Berry, like, love should have brought your ass home last night. That's one of my top (laughs) for sure. Uh, That movie was just classic. It was full of beautiful black people they were all black people except for that one white dude in the uh when they went yeah you right too bad because that didn't happen then the, the, the um not. oh my god what was, was it wait it was eartha kit lady eloise chris rock martin Lawrence, grace yeah, grace jones uh, after after yeah. Beth, you not make fun of me. My English not so good. Oh my god! <laughs> I will be watching. Oh, it. I gotta go watch it now, too, man. I gotta watch it again. Thirty years old this uh, this week, as a matter of fact. Oh. Classic, oh. classic, classic black cinema. That's what's up. That's what's up. Teresa, I posed the same question to you. What are you watching on your DVR or one of your subscribing services, subscription services that may be interesting? All right, let me tell you this. This is this is my beef now with like streaming and subscription services. It's getting expensive now. Before it was a cheaper option than cable, but now everybody wants you to subscribe to their channel for like either five dollars a month or ten dollars a month. And I'm gonna tell you, like Showtime, they almost got me this week because I don't have Showtime. I don't, you know, I don't stream Showtime. But they got hit with it. What they started doing was, all right, we're gonna give you a week of Showtime for free. So you can watch whatever you want for a week. And I must have came in at the end of the week. I said, oh, this is like, whatever. Let me look around here. And I clicked on one of the shows. It was called The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is about like, you know, um, an alien who kind of comes to Earth, you know, but it's, it's kind of, you know, black characters, you know, like, you know, black actors who are like in it. So I'm like watching it. And I got to episode three and then I couldn't stream Showtime no more. Oh, damn. Yo, what? so I'm like stuck. Like I said, like, oh, I got into the show three episodes in, and then they pop, put it up on the screen. Showtime, ten dollars a month, mm-hmm. and I said, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way that I, I can bootleg it. So I, mean, I got to find somebody who got a uh, Showtime Arr! login. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, well, I tell my well, what I'm what I bootlegging now is is finding somebody who can share a login because technically, like Arr! when you do that, you can. I'm talking about that's that's not illegal, T. Patty. I mean, it's not, not yet. They making everything. I, I know it's it's not illegal <laughs> yet. So you can your friends and family can can share a login. They don't like it, but it's not like illegal. So that's 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 what I mean. It's like if I can find a friend to let me buy <laughs> the Showtime login, 
<laughs> so I can finish watching my show. So uh, you are funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I totally <laughs> understand as far as friend, uh, how you're saying that word. Um, <laughs> there might be some other alternative uh, programming that, uh, you know, your friends may provide to you on some other uh, streaming services. You might uh, want to check into that. Um, I am still continuing to watch my fishing shows. Um, Deadliest Catch, that's when they catch the crab in Alaska, but they that also, crazy. yeah, that, that is like, you know, lumberjack and um, like if you work on the oil derricks in the ocean and stuff like that, those are very dangerous jobs. Like you could die by just a swivel of your head the wrong way. Uh, one way or the other, especially the lumberjacks. They be they they the helicopter have to carry the trees out up to the top of the hill, and then sometimes the chain break the little mm-hmm. thing they have on them. So it'd be mm-hmm. like multiple ton logs falling out everywhere out the sky. Absolutely. Yeah. So and those then, those crab fishermen or whatever you call them, that job is more dangerous than police officers. Yeah, longshoremen, you could die at a moment's notice. A wave come, wind come. Sometimes it'd be what? snowing up there in Alaska, the whole nine yards. But they got another one called um, Deadliest Catch Bloodlines. It's one of the guys that's uh, one of the mates, uh, co-captains on the uh, ship. He goes like and fulfills these orders, uh, fills these orders for these Las Vegas restaurants for these exotic fish. He shot, he, um, he fishes in Hawaii and um, also fishes uh, in Louisiana. As a matter of fact, they got caught up in the hurricane uh, last year. But um, that's, uh, that's very, very interesting. It's just something about being on the water that just like chills me out. And then he also has a guy that's in his crew. He spear fishes and he catches these huge fish with a spear gun, like he has to walk them down and float down and, and get on and stuff, but he gets them and they fulfill these orders. So for these uh, Las Vegas restaurants. So that's why seafood is so goddamn expensive because they literally got to catch it, keep it on ice, pack it in ice, ship it in a belly of a plane and then get it to you. And, and you forget the most important part. They risking their life. They risking <laughs> their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so that's what I'm watching. Uh, T. Petty. Let's do one of the final four. Shout out, prediction, flowers, or final thought. Did I get them all? You did. You got them all. You got them all. Okay. So my that's my that's my weekly like uh, memory test. Like if I miss one of those things, I feel I'll be like, what's wrong with you, You man? Feel like Trump, man, woman. Piano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what was the what was the the hearing? She was like, uh, "What are the the Bill of Rights, uh, freedom of speech?" And then uh, I oh, can't remember the other one. Amy like, Coney Barrett, like, yeah. nah, Supreme Court yeah. justices don't need to know that shit. Unbelievable. Raggedy I'm sorry, Chris. I've taken us somewhere where we did not need to go. We um, need to go. It was it needed to be a reminder. Mm-hmm. So actually, my final thoughts are also around criminal justice. So two people, notable people this week, got uh, the book semi-thrown at them. Robert. First, that Tangalai bastard is last. Mm. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm. You know that name from the Jeffrey Epstein uh, sex trafficking. 20 years. Uh, So she got a measly 20 years. She'll be dead by the time that sentence is over. Well, it's very interesting that the only person involved in all of that fuck shit who has faced jail time is a woman mm. and like mm, that was cr- yeah you had, you had you had a royal family member fooling well, around with them 
the men who were abusing those girls, they need to be in prison as well. Jeffrey Epstein, well, he's dead, so that's fine. Mm. But uh, she shouldn't be the only one paying for ruining those girls' lives. So that's number one. And number two, Robert Kelly, tangled-eyed bitch ass, got 30 years for his continued and egregious abuse of sexual abuse of uh, black teenagers and, and young women. So it took fucking forever. Children, 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 a, a child sex trafficker. It took forever, but finally, finally, his ass is going to be uh, locked up away <laughs> from the people that the demographic that he has been able to harm with impunity since he showed up on the scene. So um, th- those are those are my my fi- my final thoughts it's on the uh, law enforcement slash judicial system. Uh, it was uh, I did dye my head and, and smile a little bit when I saw that sentence for R. Kelly because it's about goddamn time. I hear that. I hear that. Dries, give me one of the final four. I'm going to try and see if I can remember them again. Shout out, flowers, prediction, or final thought. All right, I'm going to go with a prediction. And Nook and T. Petty, y'all got to follow me on this one. Because I know it's going to sound out there, out there, but I saw it. I, I saw it plain as day yesterday. The 2024 presidential election, right? Oh, oh my God. Listen, listen, listen. What? The Republican nominee is Liz Cheney. Think about it. Not gonna happen. They hate her. I, listen, listen. They hate her now, but who is her daddy? Don't make no difference. Wait, no, 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 wait. Let me lay out how it's gonna happen. Okay, I'm listening. All right. So first of all, her daddy is Dick Cheney. One of the most powerful vice presidents in history. He's gonna, he gonna spend all his favors, all his whatever remaining stuff for his baby girl, right? She positioned as one of the what sole Republicans on the January 6th commission, chopping heads. Liz Cheney is chopping heads right now in the Republican Party. He's like, oh, you wanna kick me out the caucus? I got something for you. I'm gonna get on this committee, chop through you, and I'm, I'm gonna take out the number one contender for the Republican nomination, Trump. So she's she gonna chop them all down, including Trump, and she's gonna be the only one standing. And then you got Roe v. Wade that's been repealed. Republicans gotta find a woman. They gotta find a woman for the presidential. You, you got the first black woman sitting here in office. You know, Tucker away. Roe v. Wade, Republicans, you got to have a woman on that ticket. But what about the head of the ticket, Liz Cheney? Watch and see. I'm going to say that. Now, that's, that's my prediction there. Now, I, I'm saying on the Democratic side, it's going to be Harris running because Joe need to, you know, I ain't going to go there, T. Patty. But it's, it, could be, it could be Cheney and Harris going at it in 24. I can see that. Ain't no way. That's my prediction. I know. It sounds crazy, but I saw it, T-Petty. Okay. Hmm. I ain't gonna say nothing else. 
All right. Uh, I did not think ahead uh, well enough to uh, have any of those things. So I'm just going to end it there. Maybe I'll double up on the next episode. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm just, <laughs> my mind is fizzled out today. It's just too much shit happening in this country uh, right now. So we will get back to the funny, uh, obviously, on the next episode, episode 93. But you know, we got to tell you what's going down. Everybody is on a different timetable, has a different schedule. And we are here to bring you our point of view points of you on the news. So I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, we'll get back uh, hopefully to the funny, a lot of stuff uh, happening in the world on episode 93. This has been episode 92 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks so much for riding with us. Again, Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Download, follow, rate, review, and share our podcast today. Download, follow rate review and share today um couple of things two things uh, from the last episode uh Dries, you were thinking about the guy called top hat uh his name is top hat uh snagglepuss didn't wear a hat but we knew who you were talking about <laughs> yeah, yes <laughs> also the cat that was being um sexually harassed by Pepe Le Pew is penelope pussycat she did have a name penelope. but yeah but yeah, that was Penelope Pussycat. So uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about, go back and listen to episode 91 of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, the Summer Solstice episode. It's funny as hell. We're funny as hell. And you will, um, your day will be uh, brightened uh, through the sounds of our voice and the many tales and uh, stories that we spend. So I'm going to end it there. Y'all got anything else before we get the hell out of here? Yeah. Nope. I got. I got. Oh, nothing. we got something to keep it. I, I got nothing. I mean, I feel okay. like we did a lot. Uh, <laughs> a lot. It's tired. been a lot. It's I been a lot. Tired. It's okay. been a long fucking week. It's only Wednesday. Wednesday. I got a final thought. Don't you blow your gut. Not you, T. Penny. Don't y'all blow y'all goddamn hands off like Jason Pierre Paul lighting these fireworks for <laughs> alternative oh, independence. Yeah, day. that is coming up. Yeah. Get you an aim and yeah. flame. You know, they sell them at the stores like the things you used to Ooh. like them all. Uh, Bath and Body Works candles. <laughs> step back. And if it don't go off, step back in the other hey, direction. T. Patty, what's 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 that uh, video you said? Terry, Terry, oh, Terry, oh yes, <laughs> Terry. I, I gotta bring out my Terry video now. Ooh, that's one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my entire black ass life. You can yeah. just watch them on TV, turn up your surround sound, turn off the lights, and act like you're there. But trying to create all this, and then these people that take the ones that's like the rocket launcher, and they 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 racing them down the street and stuff, and then making people's car alarms go off. Good lord! Wow. You know, I'm surprised the the fireworks haven't started yet, but um, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, please be careful with these fireworks if you are celebrating Alternative Independence Day. So um, that's my that's my uh, final thought. Please. You leave, you come in with 10 fingers, leave with 10 fingers. That's, that's the best. That's <laughs> yep. the best. You winning, you winning. <laughs> that's about the best advice that I can, I can give to y'all. So uh, until next time, we will catch y'all on the next episode. And again, our March to our 100th episode uh, continues. Y'all, we got to get together and start to mark some things off. I got, I need to know, you know, if we have a bourbon, what kind of food y'all want, oh, what yeah. we're doing. So, got to get the menu together. Exactly. Right. Exactly. 
So yeah, hundred episode. Have a hundred episodes coming up. So uh, we're continuing to to work on that. So until next time, we'll check y'all. Be safe. Be well. We'll catch y'all next time on episode ninety three of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Peace. Peace. Thank you.